Well, there I am. Conquer the king. King of all the land. Who'd have thought that? But how did I come to this, I hear you say? And who are those strange fellows that surround my throne? I hear you also say. Well, it's a long story. Come closer and I'll tell you. It all started yesterday. What a day that was. It's what I call a bad fur day. another amazing episode of Retro Vanax. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. Hello there. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey guys. And uh, you know, last episode we covered an N64 game that wasn't on the Nintendo Switch online service. So we're going to do the exact same thing and cover another Nintendo 64 game that's not on their online service at this time. Uh, I think this one has a better chance than GoldenEye does, but we're going to be talking about Conker's Bad Fur Day. Uh, originally released for the Nintendo 64. Uh, again, we're going to skip what we've been playing. We have a lot of listener mail to get to towards the end of the show, so we'll just jump right into the game uh, right now. So Conker's Bad Fur Day is a game I didn't play. This is actually one you recommended, Jeremy. I had not played it before more than a couple minutes. But uh, but why'd you pick this one? It's just, it's a different kind of game. I mean, we've all come to expect your standard platformer from Rare to be a collect-a-thon that lasts forever. You know, it started with Banjo-Kazooie, it got worse in, in Banjo-Tooie, and then it reached its fantastic pinnacle in Donkey Kong Country 64, where... Literally, there was like seven different characters, and you were collecting seven different seven different mm. sets of shit for each character. It was insane. So when this one came out, it's uh, it, it was originally supposed to be a different kind of game from Rare. It was going to be a more traditional platformer, and at some point, Rare just decided to take a, a hard right, jam off the highway, and make this this strange, like adult version of a, a Looney Tunes thing that's incredibly mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got, you know south parkish i guess i don't know uh it's it's very vulgar it's very adult it's very unlike anything you've see, ever seen on the nintendo 64 and the fact that nintendo even published it on the 64 in its original state is an amazing thing yeah because as we're going to see with the one that we're covering today live and reloaded 
not even Microsoft had the balls to put this mm-hmm. game out in its original state. So I, I think it's just different, and it, it plays a lot different. Uh, you know, it's not a collectathon. It's not anything that's uh, super long. You know, it's got a very, uh, it's almost linear in a lot of ways. There's, there's not mm. too many different paths you can, you can go down and explore. And it's just a, it's, it's a neat little game. I don't think it's aged very well, but I think there's a reason so many damn people love this game. You know, Nintendo Nintendo would get wild every now and then, right? Uh, like uh, going all the way back to that 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 game, uh, Chiller on the NES. Yeah, but that uh, was unlicensed. Not, that game was not licensed by Nintendo. Yeah. It was did oh, not have okay. the seal of approval. I mean, you know, they tossed out Mortal. They tossed out you know Mortal Kombat two with all the blood in it. Fucking, they had Manhunt two on the Wii at one point. I, it, they'll, they'll, they get crazy every now and then. They get a little wild. They'll they'll, they'll put some a little something out. I. Man, I didn't touch this one when it first came around. I, I think I I can't remember the episode I discussed on here. Um, I had serious, you know, th- th- 3D platformer mascot burnout. Something awful. Um, and, and that's probably about the time this was out. So I just, you know, I assumed it to be more of the same. So I, I kind of disregarded it. Didn't know much about it at all. I knew that it had a uh, kind of like, like, Jeremy said it was a little more mature. Oh, God, I, it's hard to call this humor mature, though, isn't it? I guess the content is mature, but the presentation is anything but. I told Jeremy, I was like, I'm not convinced that a, a seven-year-old didn't just write this entire yeah. game. Because yeah, it sounds I, I, like they did. Yeah, I think someone from Rare sat in the back of like a first, second grade class and just kind of, you know, just, just, just took notes. Just took notes, and uh, but no, it's 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 definitely different, and I knew it was. I didn't know quite how much. I, I you know, I'm trying to figure out if that would have been enough back then to uh to kind of intrigue me enough to play it. Uh, but but you know, picking up the the really give it a serious playthrough for the you know almost for the first time. I've dabbled in it a little bit here and there, and I haven't gotten too far. Uh, but really giving it a good serious playthrough. Uh, it it is and it like you were talking about it is and it isn't sort of you know what what we had come to expect from this this kind of formula uh as we mentioned we're kind of covering the the xbox remake of this which was conquerors live and reloaded it added a a multiplayer Mm -hmm. combat game um i didn't play any of that multiplayer combat game if you guys want to talk about it later we can but i i didn't play one minute of it. i just played the core game that is essentially the same game that was the original Nintendo 64 release but with better graphics um you know, like a better remaster, but it's still the same puzzles. It's still the same game. It, it's, you know, the intro changes. In fact, they even make jokes about it, how they change the intro, but the rest of the game isn't going to change. Um, so I don't have any, any experience with the multiplayer part. Uh, again, if we want to talk about it at the end, we can. But uh, but the core game itself, the game that would have been on the N64, you're right. It does look like it should be a standard platformer. I think that's what makes this different then. There were other mature games on the mm-hmm. N64. I mean, uh uh, Winback, which is on the Switch online service, is, is I think rated M. And I, I played through mm-hmm. Hybrid Heaven and even Castlevania 64. Those are all a little older games. You know, they're not they aren't vulgar, but the South Park game certainly was, and that that was marketed to kids, even though it was still rated M. Mm-hmm. So this is more in that vein, where that South Park game, where this looks like it should be. It fits right in with the Banjo Kazooie look and feel, and you know it's a rare platformer, and it's got like funny little music and whatever. But even from the first minute of the game. You can tell this is not made for kids because it starts with your character conquers being extremely hungover after a night at being out at the yes. bar, and then uh, uh, what might be about four solid hours of poop jokes. Uh, and again, it's 
it's funny for what it is, but you're right. It does seem like it, a, a seven-year-old, like all those poop jokes, my kids right now would think are the funniest things ever. However, there's also a fair amount of sex jokes, which are not ones I want my kids to, to know about. I mean, they're not extremely graphic, but I still don't want to sit there and, uh, you know, have them watch a bee make out with a flower loudly uh, in the background. <laughs> so there were some things that I'm, I'm still shocked to get in the game, even though it is rare. So this game came out originally for the N64 in 2001. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie came out in 1998. And Banjo-Tooie came out in 2000. So I think the only reason that Rare really gets away with doing everything they wanted to here is they are already a proven success for Nintendo, right? You know that Nintendo's mm-hmm. let them do kind of whatever they want at this point. And uh, if you watch the Rare Replay video, because uh, this is on Rare Replay as well, it does kind of get into the background of the character. They they originally built Conker's game as, as a standard 3D platformer with a squirrel. And I guess they were working on it before... Or, or during the time they were making Banjo, and basically they didn't want to double up their efforts because Banjo was already, you know, going to be more of a success than the score was. I didn't even realize this isn't Conker's first game. The first game that he was in was called Conker's Pocket Tales that came out on the Game Boy Color in 1999. I'd never even <laughs> seen that before. Um, that is more of a, it, it's a top-down, like, almost Zelda-style game, but with this squirrel and Barry and, and the characters that are in this game, never even heard of it before. Uh, you know, it's, it's and it's not really this game. It's, it's you know, they were trying to just do another kind of mascot kind of game with it back then. And it's a very simple, very cutesy kind of game. There's nothing really adult about it. So when you go into this and it, it's like it is, <laughs> you know, for those two fans that, that were really hoping mm. the Conquer uh, story would continue from that game. I, you know, it's not. <laughs> uh, this was, and it, I mean, they were originally. That's why the first half of this game looks the way it does for the most part. The second half, not so much. But you know, like I said before, they had already started making an actual sequel to that game, and it was going to be the kind of cutesy kitty game that that it was, or what Rare was known for. And for whatever reason, I didn't watch. I don't know if there's any uh, interviews on Rare Replay or whatever as to why they just decided to do this. You know, it's just, it, it's so strange to, to come yeah. into this game. And the first 30 minutes, just witnessing the first 30 minutes of this game was, I, you know, it, it, it was just shocking back then because I couldn't believe what I was even playing. Well, they, Conker swears, the other characters around him swear. Most of them are bleeped out, but some of them aren't. And uh, like like we've mentioned, there's he's constantly hung over and, and talking about how he's trying to get get uh, you know get drunk at different parts of the game. There are sections of the game that require you to urinate on the enemies more than once. Mm-hmm. It's not one time. I was like, okay, one time. It happens again, and it probably happens a third time. I mean, it's it's a very much a juvenile. Like I, I think seven year olds is probably too young. This is like a twelve year olds wet dream game. Like this is mm. <laughs> this is everything you're like. Oh man, I could never do this in a game because it's too gross. And then they'll do it in this game. Uh, they they do have uh, several interviews uh, about this. You can find even on YouTube that are taken from that rare replay. And they do kind of get into it. Basically, they had tunnel this work towards this other game. They didn't want to throw it out, and they kind of revisited it later and said, "What if we do? You know, go totally the opposite direction. Instead of a cutesy game, let's take what we've done and then make it where." It's an, an adult humor game, but for people who like these kind of games. Uh, and Nintendo said, sure, let's see what you do with it. And they let them actually were very supportive of, uh, of having it come out. They even talked about how they had, at one of the previews for it, Nintendo had actually set up an adults-only area bar where you could have some beer and play parts mm. of the game. So, I mean, Nintendo knew what they were approving, but I, I'm still blown away that they, they in fact, did. Um, this is a 3D action platformer, but it's more of a 3D puzzle platformer in, in a lot of ways. It's not just... Uh, you know, 
running around like you do in Mario 64, although that is some of what's in there. It feels very similar in, in many ways, or Banjo. But there's also plenty of sections where the game changes the kind of gameplay style that it is. And the way that they, mm. they kind of make your character interact with the environment in a different way. Like, there's a jump button. Great. And you can run around. Okay. And if you hold down, uh, like, they think the R button, you'll pull a weapon out, and then you can use the B button to swing your weapon around. It's a club at the start of the game. Um, but you do get other weapons as it goes on. But when you're walking around the map, there's giant circles that have a B on them. And this is explained very early on. Those are the context sensitivity buttons. And if there's something you need to do that's only going to work in a certain spot, you stand on that B, a light bulb comes on over your character, and it makes a mm -hmm. ding sound. And then you push that button and different things happen. Sometimes it is, oh, you'll pull out a slingshot that's only usable in that spot. Or it's, uh, you know, oh, if I do it from here, like there's a, a puzzle later on where you're fighting uh, this dinosaur thing, and you have to stand on that button, and you'll hip try to hypnotize it with a pocket watch you find only on that context sensitivity button. So there's plenty of places in the game where the what you have to do is not what you'd think you'd want to do, what you would do based on your mm. regular abilities. You just find that button and kind of see what happens and then figure out what you're going to use that button for to solve the puzzle. A lot of the puzzles in this game involve using those buttons to get special items or special abilities. You can only use that certain part while you're doing a fair amount of, of 3D platforming. There's a lot of of little walkways to go through. Uh, your character, while he can jump, and if he holds the jump button, he'll spin his tail around so he can kind of extend that a little farther. Uh this game has one of the smallest jump distances before you take damage that I've ever seen. Yes. I mean, it's like it's like you'll make a jump, and then you'll take... If you fall even, like, slightly higher than your character's height, it feels like sometimes, you'll take a little bit of damage. Your health in this game is six chocolate bars, and then you can find reports of the chocolate bar to fill it back. But if you fall, like, three times the size of your character, you just flat out die. And you, yeah. you no, go back, and it's... it's I There were so many times where, like, I just... I couldn't time that... that that tailspin thing to slow myself down. And I was just dying mm. left and right from falling more than anything else that happened in this game. Uh, that was, that was the main culprit for me. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's a little unusual. I fall damage. is nothing new. I, you know, even Mario 64, Mario, Mario can only take so much. Um, he can take a hell of a lot more than this. Yeah. That is one thing I noticed early on is that it is very unforgiving. Um, yeah, it, with fall it's damage. Very short. Yeah. 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 And, um, but man, I, I will say the one thing it does have going for it, and one thing that that if you're gonna have all that fall damage, at least it's a small blessing. I think this one controls pretty damn good. Pretty, uh, you know, I, I I feel like maybe at this point in time they were kind of kind of starting to get it down just a little bit better. I I thought this was definitely of these these you know these 3D these early 3D platformers. Uh, I, I thought this was a little bit easier to handle than most. Yeah, it, he controls pretty damn well. Uh, it, he's just, my biggest complaint with the control in this game is that he has a strange weight to him mm -hmm. to where if you get on a surface that isn't flat, uh, like if you're going up the, the side of a uh, an edge or something, an incline, or uh, very early on, there's a, there's like a this box you have to get on top of and it has just this edge, just this tiny little edge on the side of the box. And if you're, you kind of need to get to the yeah. to the edge on that box for him to mm -hmm. jump. And the game just doesn't quite know what to do with him when he's trying to climb yeah. up that edge. It's just little tiny things like that. But otherwise, yeah, I think he controls uh, really well uh, for a 3D platformer. There are, uh, you know, the standard camera issues in some of the tighter areas yes. where it just kind of flips all over the fucking place. Um, the other thing with uh, live and did we all play live and reloaded or did we play uh, the rare replay version? No, I played live and reloaded. I don't have rare. I don't have an Xbox past the 360. Okay. 
Okay, Billy, did you play live and reloaded or? or... Um, I played live and reloaded this time. Um, but but however, the first time I I you know kind of when I got that rare replay, I played through it. I I put a few hours into the the rare replay version of it. Okay, I, the one thing on live and reloaded that they changed that really fucks me up the entire way through is they changed his weapon from a frying pan to the baseball bat. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. And and I even and, said earlier it was a club. It's a baseball bat and only on <laughs> Live and Reloaded. And that wouldn't be a bad thing, except I don't think they changed the hitbox to, <laughs> to go as far <laughs> as, as the bat is, because it's still kind of the exact same length as far as hitting enemies mm -hmm. as it was with that frying pan. And it seemed uh, the whole way through, I just kept over, uh, just overestimating how far that that attack could go and i was whiffing all over the damn place until i just went back to my old conquer strategy uh, on the 64 of just being up in the face of everything and then i didn't really have a problem but those those are the only two things i, I really had an issue with and besides the the camera jank that you know they didn't really have an answer for back in the day mm -mm. i did think the combat in this is it's not great, I think. Uh, you're right that the distance feels like it's really short, but also everything takes a lot of hits. I mean, you do get better yeah. weapons towards the end of the game, uh, and, and story-wise it explains it, but like you have that frying pan slash bat for the first half of the game easily, and I feel like it. it's like everything was taking four, five, six hits to kill, and you couldn't just sit there and wang, you know, wail on them over and over again because a lot of the guys, the basic guys, like shoot these spikes out of the side of them when you hit them. So you have to kind of like run up, hit, and then run back, and run up, hit, and run back, and run up, hit, and run back, and everything's taking four, five, six hits. I, I just, I was thinking I missed something, I was doing something wrong, maybe I'm missing a weapon, but no, that's just how the game is, and it's not supposed mm -hmm. to be extremely combat heavy for the most part, especially early on. There are sections sections that are, um, but again, they all fit story-wise, but but I thought just the combat was a little, uh, maybe a you weak point, do... and the, the other part was for jumping. I noticed that there's a lot of parts where it looks like you can't jump to the, the place you're supposed to go to and you're afraid to make to miss the jump because you'll fall to your death. But if you jump and hold that little spin button, which really just kind of has them keep going in the same direction, it seems to also give you a tiny bit of lift, but it doesn't look like it matches up right. Like it'll just push against the side of the thing and all of a sudden you'll be on top of it. Uh, I noticed that happened a couple times too, where it was hard for me to gauge what I could jump on or not until I just tried it. As for hitting things, you, you can do a combo attack. It's... Mm -hmm. It, very hard to actually time, but if you get it right, you, you'll swing your thing like uh, three or four times and it will kill the enemy. You don't have to run back, but you have to be so weirdly exact with timing that, that fucking uh, swing, uh, the your trigger, that it, it I missed it half the time. I, I was just never very good at it. Uh, also, I, I guess the whole, did you guys, uh, you know, mind the whole thing of like, pressing the B button to go into attack mode like that. I just always thought that was the weirdest thing for a platformer. Yeah, having to pull your weapon out uh, mm -hmm. to, to then use it. It just seemed like it should just automatically be there if you're not using something that you would have turned on with the other context sensitivity B button area. Um, yeah, no, I did think that was a little weird, especially because it's not like it's not like you use it to aim. It's just it all of a sudden switched to combat mode. Like, OK, great. <laughs> I, I felt I, I felt that the combat combat mode I, I felt like it kind of it zooms in a little bit, um, but it, it zooms in a lot a bit, and, and I find I found that to be um, you, you don't have you don't have that same field of view you have otherwise, which I I found a little 
Ugh, I found at least a little bit distracting for me. I found that was just a, a slight bit of difficult. I mean, that might be a nitpick. Maybe no one else had any issue with that, but I, I sure enough did. Well, it sounds like we're just complaining about this game, but I think yeah, the, the damn it, the most important thing with this game is is how different it is. And Jeremy kind of brought this up earlier. There's not a lot of games like this uh, th that are this style of of. It's a 3D platformer for I'd say. I mean, to get around, sure, it's a, it's an open-world 3D platformer-feeling thing. But then each of the sections has, like, a very fleshed-out minigame activity you're going to do for almost all your questing. So, for example, early on, you get to, uh, you know, you're trying to save this this hive and kill these beetles. And in order to kill the beetles, you have to find one of those contact sensitivity buttons. That's the first one where it gives you like a manual explains what they do. And all of a sudden it switches to like a, a first person shooter thing with a, with a slingshot where you're just standing still like a turret almost and taking these mm -hmm. guys out. So that was the first time the game play shift a little bit for me. And I was like, okay, that'll be really good. But as you go through the game and, and the story, I guess I have a minor complaint with the stories. Sometimes I feel like I was just going places because I could go there and I didn't understand why I was going there. I didn't feel like the story mm. tied together necessarily. Like, I still don't really understand why Conquer, other than trying to make his way home, which is what I thought the whole point of the game was, was him trying to get home. All of a sudden, he's doing all these other things and just exploring. And I'm like, why well, doesn't he know where he lives? Why doesn't he just go home? I don't understand why he's not just doing what he's supposed to do. Um, but that that's minor. That's that's a real minor inconvenience. But it did mean that there were definitely times where I was kind of like, I hope this is the right place to be because I'm not quite sure where I'm supposed to go next. Um, you know, after after the intro section, you'll go through parts where you have to do uh, some you know, some swimming, which is I think a, a fairly awkward swimming. But I think I just didn't. I think it's simpler than I was giving. I think I was overthinking the, the swimming engine in this game. <laughs> like I was, mm. I kept like really over swimming and I couldn't aim myself very well. And then all of a sudden I realized like, oh, I'm just literally, I just use my thumbstick to move around. Like, I don't know what I was trying to do. I was trying to make it like super detailed swimming and there's no reason to do that. There's, there's a hoverboard section that made me want to break my controller. There is mm -hmm. other sections where you're riding around a dinosaur and attacking people. There are sections where, I mean, it's, it, it, there's a section where you're going through like this old spooky castle and all of a sudden it switches to where you have a shotgun and you're supposed to, you know, you turn to a bat at one point and, and trap people and throw them into like this great thing. Like, I, there are so many different little gameplay things that I thought were really neat, but I have to say, increasingly as I went on, I was getting more and more annoyed by these mini games because <laughs> they were extremely frustrating and not at all like anything we had done before in the game. It's it's a really strangely it's just a strange game all around, and not only with the whole context sensitive stuff and and changing forms and and basically just playing these random different mini games throughout the game uh, there's this almost element of i, I don't want to say adventure game but just trying to figure out like how to solve these you know like the bosses and how you're supposed to beat them or these various areas you know like the sunflower early on i mean that's very basic but still um it, the goals aren't your basic uh 3d platformer let's say it's not go over here and uh get this star it's like it gives you, um, well, let's 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 go with the uh, the hay monster in in the first area, I mm -hmm. guess. Mm. Um, you know, first of whenever you go into the uh, the barn, there's a whole bunch of these uh, uh, hay monsters just jumping around, and eventually, like you figure out that you get a uh, there's a pitchfork that is angry at you for some reason and it, reason and is chasing you around. So there's nothing you can really do. The pitchfork 
but you you kind of figure out that if you time the pitchfork just right when he goes at when he tries to like lunge at you, uh, if you line up one of the hay monsters, it will kill them, um, and then you have to kill all of them with the pitchfork. And then the the whole second part of that thing is the large pitchfork guy comes down, and then you uh, break into the bottom part of the basement. And he turns into the Terminator, because of course he does. This game is filled with parodies. We're oh, yeah. We'll get, get to that in a bit. Um, but, you know, there's that whole thing of, like, trying to figure out what you need to do to actually defeat him there, because you're still riding around on the pitchfork now, um, but you can't actually damage him anymore. So there's this whole thing of of uh, getting to some of the pipes and um, having him hit the pipe so it electrocutes him. Then you go over and then you have to do the contact sensitive thing to kill him. It's a whole thing. It isn't just the the, uh, the Mario 64 thing of, of hopping on Bowser's head a few times. It's, you know, there's a lot of that stuff in this game of just trying to figure out what you need to do to progress. The bull scene. Yes. Uh, which, mm. <laughs> that whole fucking thing. I mean, it's not too hard to figure out, but it's just one of those things. You're, you're playing a 3D platformer, so you're not really thinking that hard, I guess, but... Uh, yeah, at least I got to see a, a whole bunch of cows just shit themselves into a grain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, this game's really weird. There's, <laughs> just like, it is. It, it, it is. It's a weird, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's hard to describe this game. And, and I, I think this game, I don't know if the game struggles to, to have an identity. Uh, it, it just feels like literally, I, I guess with this game, quite literally, they just, they threw shit against the wall. And, you know, just just to see what would stick and what wouldn't. And it definitely, um, it makes for one of the more unique experiences. Uh, I, I can't say I've played anything else like this. Um, you know, mechanics-wise in some aspects I have. But yeah, it, it is, God, I don't want to throw the word smarter out there. Because, I mean, there, there's nothing, you're not going to scratch your head over anything. But it does, it, do, it does have, you know, slightly, slightly more involved uh gameplay than a lot of other games like that. And I did appreciate that. I, I completely, um, with the way this game presents itself, um, you know, there's a, there's a giant singing like a shit monster in the thing. You know, I you wouldn't expect it to make you think a little bit more than maybe a Mario or something like that. But it sure enough does. And, and, and I do have to say, I did appreciate uh, some of the things they tried to do. There. <laughs> Me, 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 me. I am the great mighty Pooh, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. A huge supply of dish comes from my chocolate starfish. How about some scat, you little twat? That, that singing shit monster is kind of the, the midway point of the game. And I think up to that point, mm -hmm. this game mm -hmm. uh, is generally what I expected. It is a, a 3D platformer. You do have to figure out how to figure out these puzzles, but they're all basically find the contact sensitivity button, and it's pretty clear what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. After that monster, and I will put a clip of this singing song in because it's incredible. Um, yeah. The game definitely takes a turn. After that, it seems to get a little darker, and it's the, the puzzles you're supposed to do. Like, all of a sudden after that, I'm, I'm going through some area with, uh, like, these rock monsters and cavemen, and I'm trying to figure out what to do there. And you have to basically hatch a dinosaur and then use it to eat all the cavemen and then lead some of those cavemen back to fight the rockmen so you can get to a bar so you can start peeing on everybody again. Like, it, it's a... 
the game changes from the point earlier where I thought everything was was kind of, and maybe that is the part they had finished for the the earlier more standard conquer. But it was it was happier and goofier and like it was still you know there were still things that said uh, swear words and had some sex jokes and there was more than enough poop jokes. I think this game is mostly poop jokes up to this point, uh, ending with the giant poop monster. But there's still a little more after that of poop jokes. But it's a lot of poop jokes up to then. But then then after that I felt like. Every like every time I had something new to do, it was it was where the new mini game thing got to be so different that I and I couldn't figure out exactly what to do. I had to actually look up sometimes like what am I what is my objective here? What am I supposed to be doing? Like uh, I mentioned, there's a hoverboard part that I absolutely hated because the the controls on it in the rest of the game isn't set up for a really fast hoverboard like F Zero style thing. But all of a sudden you're stuck in one. It's more like a a track in you know, Diddy Kong Racing or something, but. But you have to do this hoverboard race and to catch up with these guys that stole your money and, you know, then hit them with your weapon. And while you're doing that, you have to dodge the wall. You have to make some jumps or you instantly die. When you die in this thing, if you don't hit all three, you have to do it all over again, you know, over and over and over again. Like, it it just got really, really frustrating for me, that part. And then the, the, the next part where you're in, like, a spooky area, which I kind of liked that at first because I was like, oh, it's kind of like Dracula. It's based on that. It's really cool. And then at one point, you get turned into a bat. And I absolutely hated that section. Um, you, you have to fly around and find guys to then poop on and knock them out. And then you can pick them up and fly them back to like your master vampire to feed them to this, this uh, you know, big machine that bleeds them out so that the big bat can eat them. And it was like the, the fact that the game switched control completely now. I'm just flying around. There's nothing else in the game that has mm-hmm. me fly. You have to really, you know, the, the camera angle is a huge problem. Uh, you have to land and get them really quick because they aren't stunned for very long when you poop on them. Like that took me forever to get through. And I was just having a lot of issues with it. Let me ask you, uh, let's let's go back to this poop monster again. We we I take it we all enjoyed uh, the song. Probably, yeah, probably oh, yeah. Uh, one of the more memorable um bizarre video game songs which one do you have uh you can only listen to one yeah you got the poop monster song and you got that fucking beans song from skull monkeys which one gets the knock oh god uh man i with with the visuals i would have to go with the skull monkey thing but just as Mm. a song uh, I I just go with Conquer. I think that's that's an actual song. The the one in Skull Monkeys is is kind of in the background, but by yeah. God, I I still think about that. it. Just comes into my head every <laughs> once in a while. Like I can just be randomly doing something, and and just, I will hear that damn Bean song from Skull Monkeys. Yeah. Uh, this one is always a treat. I never really think of this one too much until I actually play Conquer again, and it's just like, yeah, this is this is that part. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I love them both for different reasons. Uh, but you're right. Uh, the second half of this game, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I love me some Conquer, but the second half, uh, especially starting with the whole prehistoric thing, the haunted mansion, and the, then going into the whole war thing with the teddies, that whole section by itself is just, it, it takes a more action turn uh, slash horror turn. And it just doesn't, I just never liked it. I just never cared for that section. And then the the end of the game, I, I it, it just went a little bit too crazy with the parodies. Uh, it just yeah. I mean it it was mm. nonstop parody. There there was not even a, a mention of a parody really in the in the first half of the game. But then it just for the second half they were just like you know what we can just remake everything into a parody in this game. And once you got to the Matrix shootout. 
even when I was playing the game back then, at a, as a young teenager, I was like, really, really, <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna do this in this game and I, whatever, you know. The I, I love the game, but yeah, the second half of the game is just it's a bonus for me. Once I beat the poop monster, I feel like I've seen conquer. Well, the, the other sections after that feel really long. That dinosaur section felt very long. This the the this the haunted mansion spooky vampire section felt really long. Like the other parts were little missions where you're all going back and forth from this one this one area, the one with the beehive, I guess. And and instead this felt like, oh yeah, well you're never going back there again. Now there's like if that was one chapter, then these are each their own chapter. And they just felt really long and and really repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make you do the same thing over and over again. Like the when you're um when you are after the dinosaur section though I talk about where you hatch a dinosaur and you have them eat these eat the guys and then go and pee all over the bar. Then you get brought to uh, later on to you're you're kind of in this big arena where you're riding around a dinosaur once you hypnotize it. And it felt like I had to fight a hundred guys. I mean I know it wasn't that many, but it felt like yeah. it just like yeah. I could have done with three each. I don't need to do a hundred guys. And then when you get to the bosses, it's like you figure out what finally to do them. And it's like, well of course you can't do it one time. You got to do it multiple times. And sometimes, you know, the first time you do it, it does an animation. Then you have to do it two times to see the second animation. Then three more times to have to do the third animation. Like, it just felt like they stretched a lot of things out they didn't have to because I honestly was happy with the length of the game. Pretty, If it would have ended at the poop monster, I mean, I would have been like, well, I was okay with that. Like, I, I felt like the story was good. They could have they could have wrapped up things with one more, one more thing, but instead they added this other stuff to kind of stretch it out, and it feels very much like that. Uh... The parodies do get a little heavy towards the end. There is a little early on. You mentioned the Terminator with the Hay Monster, there, there, and there's little comments made here and there that are obviously tell back, you know, throwbacks of things. But towards the end, yeah, there's a Matrix section. The, the game even ends on a big Aliens ripoff. Like it's clearly they're just mm-hmm. like we can do these things. Let's do them. And and then another Matrix section during the Aliens. It's yeah. like you just got done <laughs> ripping off Matrix, so let's just go ahead and do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, they were just reaching. I, I just I don't know. It is this weird family guy thing of just every scene became a parody of something. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's more of God, if you would have described to me kind of, you know, this game was a little more immature, kind of the humor to it. I, I think that's what I would have worried. It would have kind of devolved into, uh, I just, I can't, I can't stand it. I, I can't stand it in any form of media. Um, just the, just the constant kind of riffing on things, uh, jokes of that nature. They wear on me. They wear on me quick. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's a shame because I, I really think, um, and, and once again, granted, I'm not the biggest fan of this type of game. I really think up to, uh, up to the old poop monster there, we had a real winner. Uh, it, it was, it was very enjoyable playing through, um, so yeah, it, it was uh, a little bit of a shame uh, that it, it seems to take a, a really hard turn. Uh, it's it's almost um, in some spots just a kind of completely different game. I don't know if this was a different idea for another game that got shoehorned in, but it, it's 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 not the conquer from the you know that that first half or so. I think that's the part of the game that they were actually able to make from the ground up. You know, the first half yeah, was it just seemed like they they were able to shoehorn what they could into a game that was already made. And so what they ended up with was this weird concoction of a 3d platformer with, you know, this crazy foul mouth squirrel going through it and having adult adventures. 
But after that, it was like, okay, now we can make, you know, once they ran out of game to put stuff into that they had already made, then it was like, okay, now we can, we can finally do these stages. Because none of these stages take place in the world that was in the first half of the game, really. They're mm -hmm. all separate from it. And, and that first half I really appreciated, like you were always doing something in those stages to go back to the main uh, hub and that would change it so that you could make it through or, or something like that. It changed it in some way. And mm -hmm. after the poop monster, that just kind of vanished. Yeah. Uh, that, that was gone. So it, it just seemed like they, they got to that point. It's like, all right, we can do what we want to now. And that was to parody Saving Private Ryan, The Matrix, <laughs> Alien, uh, God, uh, just tons, tons of other stuff. It was just constantly in there. Every horror movie you could think of. It's just. Yeah, I mean, specifically like, yeah. Dracula, the 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 Dracula, yeah, Dracula from the yeah. '90s. I mean, that's very much what they were aiming at there. It it is, it, again, it's not bad. I mean, that's the other thing is I think even even though we're saying that, I think it's just that the first half is so much better than the second half that you're like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I got to trudge through it. But I I still like it. Like I had a good time playing through it. I just think that the frustrating parts in the second half are extremely frustrating, and it did feel like it dragged on to where I just kind of wanted to get to the end. Uh, I will say that dark turn in the game. It, and normally we don't like to give away the ending of a game, but I think we have to, in this case, at least mention uh, this game has easily the most depressing ending of any game I've ever played. I'm trying to think if I've even seen a movie with a more depressing ending. I'm sure there's a couple, but otherwise, this is super depressing. This is it's amazing. It is it all that that all, that whole second half, it, it, the frustration I had even playing on the 64 back in the day. And getting through it, and I, you know, I, I'm not gonna. I love Conquer, you know, with with all of its bad shit in the second half, whatever. Getting to that ending, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> like I, of all the things in this game that I couldn't believe happened, I think that ending was, <laughs> was the most shocking turn of events of all. It, it's just amazingly bleak and depressing. Yeah, and and then to to make it worse, you watch, sit through the whole credits after just kind of getting this this sad kind of statement. Like, yep. I think the last line he has is like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. You just don't know. And then it ends. Damn. <laughs> You're like, what? Damn. <laughs> and it just plays the credits. And then there's an after credit scene that's also equally depressing. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, you get to that. You're so just like, oh, it's all going to turn around. You know, we've, it was so depressing earlier. You know, this is where it's going to, you know, it's, everybody's going to get together and have a good old time. You know, again, mm -hmm. uh, Barry's still alive. She didn't get fucking shot with a fucking machine gun, uh, die in a bloody mess. You know, Conker's not depressed mm -hmm. and, uh, fucking just living out his nightmare and he just he's in a bar and he's like man I just don't want to talk about it and then he leaves the bar and just walks off into the dark in the rain yeah and that's the end it that's fades it. out that's the Perfect. end of <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured it was gonna be like a, oh, it was a dream or something but nope nope mm. it's just he's just miserable like the rest of us so I, I mean it it it's that for that alone, I think it's worth recommending. But I, I think this is the kind of game that they really need to push to have on the N64 game list on the Switch. These are kind of games that, yes, there's nothing else like it. I can't think of another game that does what this game does. There's, yes, there's definitely 3D platformers. Rare Maids, just many of them. But to do the, the context sensitivity parts, to have, even though the parodies are a little heavy handed, it's neat that they're mm -hmm. in there. And at this point, they're all very, very dated. But at the time, those are very current references for the most part. And, and like, it's just, it's neat. It's interesting. I think it would draw people to pay that extra money to have games like this on the on yeah. the system instead of, of yet one more version of Mario Kart. So, uh, you know, hopefully this one gets made. They they did put it out again on the, the Rare Replay, and they did, again, remake it for the th Xbox 360, or I'm sorry, the yeah. original Xbox, uh, for Live and Reloaded. So I'm sure they could 
probably get this put on there, uh, assuming that they can get some of the emulation issues worked out that they're dealing with for that Switch Online service. But, you know, we'll see. There's supposed to be more games coming, and I know Banjo was one listed, mm -hmm. so maybe this will show up down the road. It would be a great addition for people to try. Uh, if you've never played it before, I guarantee there's nothing like it that you have uh, <laughs> that you would have played on the N64 oh, or really no. any other system. Oh, no. Yeah, I, what... What what did, did Conquer get into a lot after this? What did, what did he get into? No, after Conquer this? did nothing after this. Absolutely. No, not, well, I guess after that fuck, he probably fucking hung himself. Li Live and after Reloaded. That damn is, ending. Live and Reloaded is the one that we kind of all played that has a multiplayer thing built into it uh, that that looks fine. I don't know. I, I'm not going to play it. Uh, if I had friends over and we had four controllers, but, uh, you mm -hmm. know, that that's not going to happen in 2021. So I have not played the multiplayer. It looks like it could be a good time. Um, but yeah, they have not. They, they were going to make a Conquer 2 at some point and decided not to. And uh, on that rare replay video talking about it, uh, the main director of the game was kind of like, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff we did in there didn't age extremely well. But also, I just don't think mm. uh, a game like that really needs to be made again. <laughs> they kind of made it very clear they have no interest in making another Conquer. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, maybe Conquer shows up in one of the rare, like, I, I haven't played all their racer games. Like, is he a character in Diddy Kong Racing? I don't know. Uh, I, he is. So, yeah, he, he did show up in some yeah. other things, I guess. But uh, but as yeah, far as his God, own game he stars in, that was it. Well, that came out before uh, Conquer, didn't it? Well, before I this, but probably it. after Conquer's uh, the pocket tales on the Game Boy. Yeah, like in that game, he was just, a, you know, a happy little bopping dude. There mm -hmm. wasn't anything, you know, he was just a side character, really. He was like a... A curiosity. Somebody is like, "Oh, that's that's a guy that was in a, a previous game," and you're like, "What? That stupid squirrel?" And yeah, so nobody really knew who he was then. But uh, he, he was, he in, was there. in Diddy Kong Racing. Diddy Kong Racing for the sixty. Well, maybe that you know, I think if that came out before, it would explain the the you know he's the the binge he's on beginning <laughs> of his games. Probably when he realized he was in a poor man's <laughs> fucking version of Mario Kart. Uh, it and not even like I mean, he was in a, an ultra poor man's version. I mean, Crash Team Racing's the fucking steak him to the big oh. juicy Mario Kart steak. <laughs> this is like fucking I don't know. This is like fucking what bacon bits or some shit like that at this point, Don. <laughs> oh my I, god! I, I think it's uh, Conquer is good no matter what you played on. If you played on the sixty four version uh, or the sixty four, you get an yeah. uncut version of the game. Nothing is bleeped, which is strange. I. I almost enjoy the bleeps on live and reloaded. Yes. Uh, it, it, it on the 64 it's, it's so ultra vulgar like it's and I I curse like a sailor all the time. Yeah. But I there, there's to something that. there's there's something about a bleep that's a lot funnier. Yeah. Like I, 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 I it's it uh it, you know it, it bleeps it fairly well. It doesn't bleep everything no. on the, the the Xbox. You know, you still get words, but you know it bleeps like stuff like fuck, fuck and cunt and shit and things like that. <laughs> mhm. Mm um, but still, it's uh, the rest of the game. It, it looks really good on the Xbox. You know, they Rare has said before that is the game that they wanted. You know, how they made it look on the Xbox is the i the, the original idea that they had for mm -hmm. it. it. It's subjective where you, whether you like the the that version or the sixty four version better. I kind of like the sixty four version, mm. uh, just for its brighter, more colorful graphics. But. Um, Besides that, I mean, you, you can't really go wrong on, on which no. one you play with. Just just know you're getting the uncut version on the 64, and I don't, I, I can't imagine that it's actually uh, uncut on the rare replay version as well. I could be wrong, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure the 64 is the only version that is uncut. 
F*** off. Why is it everybody so offensive around here? Either bring me back me missing cogs, or f*** off. You don't have to shout. I'm deaf. Speak up, or f*** off. Hmm. Hang on a second. So that's our thoughts on uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day slash Conquer Live and Reloaded, at least a single player. Now, did either of you play that multiplayer? I, I well, you, you can't really anymore. Uh, the Xbox version or the Xbox Live version has long since shut off. So mm. whenever you select the the Xbox Live version of the game, you can still make a profile and stuff like that, but you cannot play on servers. You can still play on uh, play against bots uh, with someone else, you know, split screen or something like that. So it's still there. And if you ever played the end of the game, the, the whole Teddy section, uh, you know, when, when Conker's got his gun and stuff like that, and you're like, man, I wish I could play a multiplayer version of this. It's basically that. Uh, it's, you know, you just run around. You can select different um, types of soldiers with different guns. Uh, you know, you're, you're either Team Conker or the Teddies. And that that's really about it. Some of the stages okay. have objectives. Like there's the Saving Private Ryan, Storming the Beach kind of thing. Um, where you have to blow up the uh, the barrels to you know progress or whatever. It's all very basic. It was kind of fun back in the day when I played it, but it's one of those things like you can play like three rounds of it and you're like, all right, I'm good. I don't think I need to play this anymore. But that's that's basically all the multiplayer is. Well, yeah, I, I did not give it a shot. Now that I know I could play in the same room, uh, if that still works, I might try to give it a shot at some point, but... Uh, just based on how I played so far, I couldn't imagine that it was worth playing over another four-player game, even like Goldeneye that we talked about last time. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if they do put this on on the Switch, if it is the kind of remastered version that has that kind of multiplayer, or if it is going to be the original. I guess we'll find out if it ever shows up, uh, but for now, I guess enjoy playing Winback. But now this is the other part that everyone listens to the show for. We didn't do what we've been playing at the start of the show because we have a ton of listener mail. If you want to write us a question, the best way to do that is to go to retrovania.net, go all the way down to the very bottom of the page after all our social media links, and you'll find a question form, which you can put in any question you want, and we'll answer on the show. And I believe, if my count that I got earlier was correct, we have like 18 or 19 questions in the queue. We're not going to go through that many, but let's see what we can get accomplished. You know, that's what's been happening. We Before, not too long ago, we'd only have like, two or three questions per show and uh that was amazing to us and Mm -hmm. now we can't even clear the queue down to like 10 before we get a lot more so again if you don't hear your question in this episode we're just you know we gotta spread this out otherwise these questions would be like two hours on their own so uh again maybe we'll do something around christmas or after where we just sit down and do a bunch of these questions so we can get caught up but that's that's what we're dealing with right now. And what I'm dealing with right now is Johnny Thanksgiving writing in about the fishing show. Hey guys, just wanted to say that I love the Patreon exclusive fishing show. My favorite part is where Jeremy P sounded like he almost vomited at the 12 minute and 46 second mark. <laughs> I don't really was that when we were talking about Did which fish we would fuck, but uh, that's not his actual question. His question is, have you ever had a food so gross you immediately threw up? Being drunk at the time does not does not count. From Craig Johnson. Uh, first off, before we answer the gross food question, 
Uh, Jeremy, what the hell is our Patreon? Does that even exist? Do we do stuff for that? We do. We have uh, three episodes a month that are exclusive to our patron members. If you go to, uh, again, huh. retrovania.net, there's a link there to the Patreon. And uh, and for $5 a month, you can get three bonus episodes of Retrovaniacs that are not going to be on this main feed uh, ever. I mean, if we decide to discontinue it or if we just decide we're done with the show, they will never appear anywhere else. You can only get them on Patreon. And as soon as you join, you get access to all the previous shows we've done, which is like 50-something bonus shows, uh, which is pretty great. Also, if you want us to cover a game, the best way to do that is to join our Patreon. All the information is on our Patreon page, which is found at Retrovania.net. Yeah, so uh, what uh, what gross-ass foods have you guys eaten that almost made you throw up? I, I, I can't say I've had anything that, like, you know, got me on the spot. Um, I, God, I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I, I've been fortunate enough in that, you know, I usually, I can usually mind over matter most, most you know, most foods. And I've certainly had things that I've, you know, I, I've spit out or things that I have, you know, reluctantly, reluctantly finished, you know, usually to, you know, be kind uh, to, to whoever prepared it. Um, but no, I, I've, I've been fortunate. And that I've at least been able, at least been able to keep things down. Now I I probably looked like I was I was fucking dying, and whoever I was trying not to offend probably was was horrified anyway. But at least they didn't have to do any cleanup after me. I, I can't think of anything that where I, I ate it and immediately was like I have to throw up. There's been things I didn't like, and I spit them out. And and if being drunk doesn't count, then I clearly didn't throw up immediately after eating something. But there's definitely things where I've eaten them and I like. Halfway through, I'm like, I probably shouldn't be eating this, but I finish it, and like in a couple hours, I'm pretty miserable. I don't normally get the the throw up. I normally have the other side of things, uh, and and that happens, I'd say, far too often. Uh, anything that has uh, <laughs> anything, if I try anything that doesn't say it has some kind of sour cream based like sauce or dressing, and I realize it does when I'm about halfway through it, I will I'll just get angry and I'll spit it out and I won't eat anymore. I, I hate sour cream, the worst fat guy ever. Also, the first time I tried cheesecake, I thought it was bad. Like I thought it, like not like it didn't taste good, although I didn't think that it tasted good. I thought it honestly was spoiled because I hated it so much. <laughs> so uh, I, I I've eaten things that I found to be nasty, but it's stuff that other people like. I, I mean, there's lots of yeah. bad things I made myself that I'll force down uh, that that may not be good. But other than getting like food poisoning, I, I can't think of anything where I've actually just been like, I have to throw up after eating this. I, I normally have a pretty iron stomach from eating years and years of gross fast food. I, I've had some close calls. I mean, I've definitely had it happen on hungover mornings where you, you know, you wake up, you're really hungover and you're just like, I need all of the food in the world. And you go to a breakfast place and you get a bunch of pancakes or sausage or waffles or whatever. And you eat it and it, you know, it's great at the time, but like 10 minutes after you eat it, you're like, oh, that's, that was a bad idea. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, I've thrown that up before, but I, the only thing I can think of was back when I was a kid and I, I grew up in a strict family. My dad would make dinner and you know, I was not a big fan of pork chops. And, but it was one of those things where you, you know, you had to eat what we were given because we were a poor family and you don't leave stuff on the plate. And I, this one time my pork chop had a big old piece of, you know, fat gristle or whatever mm -hmm. was on it. And I took that off and, you know, by the time he's like, what's that? And I was like, well, you know, it's just fat. I don't know. He's like, well, you got to eat that. No, you know? like the goddamn <laughs> yeah. scene from the great outdoors. Yeah, the old 96er. Yeah. Yes, basically <laughs> like that. And I had to sit there. I The only way I could do it was swallow it whole. And so uh. I, I immediately just had to run to the bathroom and throw up. Uh. Get a free t-shirt. Uh, 
Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I didn't get a free T-shirt from that. I just got post-traumatic stress syndrome. Oh. But, um, I, the, yeah, the only other thing that I've ever done, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the, the podcast before, I'll, but um, one time when I was a, a kid, my grandpa chewed tobacco. And oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I, oh no! He was using a can of Coke. No! 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 Uh, no! A can of Coke to spit in, and my we were out. It was like a cookout at my aunt's house, and I went around back and I saw the Coke. He wasn't anywhere around it. No, it, it was half full. So I just thought, oh my goodness, a tasty drink. And so like I took one drink of it, and it was not Coke. It was a big old mouth of tobacco spit. Oh my god. Oh god. I have, I, it's one of those things I still remember this day. And if I catch myself in, the, in a certain time, it makes me gag or dry heave. Oh. I couldn't watch the, uh, I can't remember which jackass movie it was, but they run this thing and at the very end of it. They had to drink a, a, a cup of, of tobacco juice mm. that people had spit out. I can't nope. watch it. It nope. makes me throw up every time. You know, that's, um, that's vile. So yeah, thanks, uh, Johnny Thanksgiving, for making me relive all of these lovely memories. Um, but yeah, uh, with joy. If you're on our Patreon, it's good stuff. You know, I I just now learned this. I just kind of thought we did it to jerk each other off. So it's yeah, good to know yeah. that there's actually people out there that want to listen to us, and we have a Patreon just for that. So check that out if you're into it. Next question comes in from Brands Former, and he wants to say, "I love the cast, The Silent Hill." which I think he's talking about our recent podcast on Silent Hill. Hey guys, I love the Silent Hill podcast. I was right. Anyways, I have all of the Silent Hills, so if you need to borrow for The Room, let me know. I love the podcast, mm. guys. So I guess that's an option. I, I do, in fact, need to borrow for The Room, so I may ask you for his contact information. Although I am also trying to find a copy of my own anyway, so we'll see. Uh, we have time. I'd like to do that for this Halloween uh, that we'll... Yeah, since the last three years we did one, two, and three, this only makes sense to go ahead and do four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that, I mean, we don't, we would have to use uh, our precious Patreon money to spend like upwards of $150 to That's buy right. that we can, We can keep hoarding it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For whatever we use it on. Hey, we, we just, we sit and, and look at our riches from afar. That's what we do. All of our, our patrons are getting mailed to them some brand new stickers of our Cool Burger yeah. Time logo. So that will be happening. That's what we're using our patron money on. We bought new equipment and we're buying uh, tchotchkes to mail back to our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> tchotchkes are always good. I love that show. Um, anyway, our next... Next female comes. Billy, I need you to hold your pants on for this one. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, boy. They're not, they're not even on. Are, oh, well, good. Uh, hold the ne- hold whatever's there on. Because oh, uh, this, ne- <laughs> this next email comes oh. from Tiny Fortune. I think you know. Tiny guy. Fortune! Oh, he, oh. He's writing it about Jalico. Hey, yo, I was battling sickness for a couple of days and spent my time in bed with my totally not hacked Why Are You Asking? What Are You a Cop? Super NES Classic. Mm-hmm. I played through the Peacekeepers, which was a beat-em-up I recall enjoying growing up. It's still yeah. decent, as it has branching pathways, multiple endings, and hidden characters, but the American version cuts out all the music except for the attract mode, character select, and ending sequence. All the stages just have ambient noise, and I don't know how I didn't notice this as a child. I mm. supplemented the experience just by playing the Ace Combat 2 soundtrack on it. <laughs> God damn it. I noticed it was made by Jalico, a name I've seen many times, and it seems ubiquitous, and yet I couldn't name a single other thing they had done. 
I have two questions. First, have you played the Peacekeepers or the superior Japanese version, Russian, Rushing Beat Sierra? And second, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. And secondly, what Jellico games can you recall without, without looking it up? They're a long-standing company with quite a history, almost all of it forgettable and mediocre at best. Mm. So I, I, I've not played it, but my Jellico answer is Bases Loaded was Jellico. That I remember. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yes. Then, and I don't know why I remember this game at all, but it was one of the only Jellico games I'd ever heard of. And it was, uh, you know, you'd go, to, you'd go hang out at a friend's house that had a Nintendo, and they'd always have like a game or two games that you're like, ooh, I want to try this game. And they're like, no, you don't want to play the game. It sucks. It's one you never heard of, you know, or, or you don't want to play the game. It's too hard. Uh, I got that a couple times because I wasn't very good at games. But, but the, no, you don't want to play this game. It sucks really bad. And then eventually, you know, you do like a sleepover at their house and you're like, I'm going to finally play this game. And you play it. And they weren't lying. It does suck. So the game mm-hmm. I remember that was Jellico was City Connection. Uh, for the oh Nintendo. god damn it! That's 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 the one that comes to mind for me. And I I was very excited to finally play City Connection. I was like, that's it. You just drive around painting the painting the ground or picking up paint off the ground. What a stupid game! <laughs> mm-hmm. Was it gel? What they uh, weren't they Maniac Mansion? You know also? the NES the NES version of Maniac Mansion I have right next to me. Why don't I go look at yeah. it? Hold on. That's a good question. Well, we're answering a question on the So spot. that is. Maniac Mansion yeah. on the Nintendo was published by Jalico. Uh, okay. But, but originally it was LucasArts, Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. At the time uh, on PC. But yes, there I have one right next to me. So I should have thought of that one. Maniac Mansion. Good Man. answer. If that and City Connection are the... Uh, God, all, really, uh, I'm sure it's one of those things where I, I you know, just don't associate them with the games, but I've played them. Those are the only two uh, where that company comes to mind directly while you're answering this jeremy i'm going to look and see if any games we've done were by jalico okay uh first off uh, tiny fortune you are incorrect about the music Ooh, the music is actually there they have just turned it off by default in the options menu holy so shit why would you, you do can, that uh, well there's a very good reason for that because there's only like one track of music in the entire game and it's 15 seconds long and it's not very good um Ooh. So, uh, yes, there is stage music in there. It's in the options section. You just got to go turn it on, <laughs> but it's not very good. <laughs> You'll probably be right back in the options menu to turn it back turn off. Turn it at um, So, yeah, I think they made the right choice on there. Uh, besides that, yeah, I I know Jellico fairly well because of the games that came out before Peacekeepers. Uh, one of the very first videos we put on our YouTube channel was a, a brawler that me and my cousin played thoroughly back in the days and that was uh brawl brothers uh, that, mm. you know it's a, that was mm-hmm. a great little brawler i actually like that more than peacekeepers and i also played um rival turf which uh is not as good but it's a decent little brawler but it's got a really great ending uh where <laughs> i would look it up and, and say the things that the... actually you know what while jeremy's looking that up i'm gonna look at the ending we had for... we've covered right. two games by Jalico that I can see quickly. I'm sure there were more, but there's two that I noticed right here on this. Both of them for the Game Boy. Mm. Fortified Zone and Avenging Ooh. Spirit. All right. So that's two games that Jalico put out that we did cover. And neither of us, none, none of us thought about those games because they're mm-hmm. kind of forgettable. But they, I mean, they made a lot of games. Looking at their list, I mean, there's stuff in here up to, you know, the, the PS2, they did a bunch of games. I mean, all a lot of them didn't come out here. 
but mm-hmm. uh, but they did a lot of games. They they put a lot of stuff out. But you're right. I uh, most of these games I'm looking at are uh, every single system has a bases loaded and and a handful of arcade <laughs> ports. A lot of the stuff is where they were the distributor in Japan and not in this country. Thank you, Tiny Fortune, for reminding us. Yes, of thank you. Even though we didn't quite follow your rules, we did look some stuff up, but you know. Well, at the end, we, we did our first yeah. without looking it up, and then we said we're going to look it up afterwards, because I wanted to know what we had done by Jalico that none of us remembered. Yeah, so uh, again, thank you, Tiny Fortune, for writing it. Anyway, this next question comes in from Not a Stalker, which, you know, probably means you're a stalker. Yeah, if you and, clarify uh, that, it means you're 100% stalking, but that's cool. Yeah, probably yeah. a stalker, um, but he's wanting to know about the Billy Holiday mystique. What Whoa. does Billy... <laughs> hold... Uh, we got some stalker stuff coming in here. What does Billy do for work? Is he a traveling nurse? He just keeps referring to being in the health in healthcare and being on the road all the time. His alcohol intake screams nurse. I'm just intensely <laughs> curious. I tried to look it up online, but some dead black guy is stealing all of his shine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I I I am in in. I, uh, yeah, I like to keep a little mystery about me. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, a guy likes to keep some secrets, you know, not let people know, you know, I don't even tell family where I fucking stay at. Yeah, I I like being secluded. I like people not knowing a lot. But uh, that being said, I do, um, yes, I am in, uh, fucking great, I am in nursing. I I do work in the, uh, in the OR, um, uh, don't worry about my alcohol intake, all right? I can stop anytime. Anytime. <laughs> we all could. I yeah, can. we all could. I can't, but it's good to know that two-thirds of us can. Yeah, as, as long as I have known Billy, he has worked in, in the uh, ER or whatever. It's all a mystery. He doesn't really say too much, but there was one time I remember if he would be so kind to recount this tale. It's the only thing I really remember of him being in an elevator with a very old woman. <clears throat> oh, God. Uh, oh, my was, God. That Th- was, this uh, was, uh, this was back in my yeah. school days. <laughs> this um, is a while ago. Uh, this is, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, it's probably going to cut back on the listener questions because I have to, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, this is a gigantic hospital. Um, I, I'm not going to reveal location. Um, but you know, I was, no, I was fresh out of school. I was within months of my first job. Uh, so I, I was a young man back then, uh, which means it was a long fucking time ago. Um, and I just, I, it's a big hospital, many floors. So I, I clocked in a lot of time in that elevator and, you know, it's kind of the end of the day. You know, I've got my, I'll, I'll tell you how early in my employment I was, I was still wearing dress clothes to work. Uh, I, now I'm wearing fucking basketball shorts and the fucking shirt I slipped in. Um, <laughs> but you know, I still wearing dress clothes. I'm nice. I'm looking nice and dressed up on the elevator. Um, someone else gets on board with me and a very, very old woman gets on board. Also, if you've seen the film exorcist three, the old lady that gets possessed in that film, um, it, it, pretty similar, pretty similar. This lady may have been possessed too. Um, and she's, we're standing in the elevator and, um, we, we, we kind of, um, you know, hit a, hit, hit, hit a little snag and, and the lady is starting to make noises. Uh, best I can say, um, just, just noises, just, you know, kind of low, 
kind of, you know, a little, little, little hum, little hum to her. Um, and I kind of looked down and I notice um, that fucking there's me. There's another young guy. And for the sake of the story, his name is Kyle. Um, and that will come into play later on. Uh, we, we still have our name tags on. And fucking, um, we notice a puddle is forming on the floor. Um, and it's, it's forming directly under this old lady. Uh, I, I, she's pissed herself to, you know, to, to be blunt. And there, you know, there's not a lot of room on an elevator and there's a pretty quick spread. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm kind of backing up against the wall the best I can, I am not saying shit, though. I'm, I'm just, you know, what are you going to do? I, she's not going to stop. The damage has been done. Uh, this bell is not going to be unrung. Uh, she's pissing. And our friend on the elevator, um, he asked if she is, you know, okay. And, you know, she she's, she's very dismissive. I can't remember her exact quote when he asked if she's okay, but uh, it, it's pretty, pretty blunt. Um, and then he just kind of motions down to the ground he's you know okay i you know he's kind of pointing out to why he's he's insinuating that she would not be okay uh she tells him she insists that you know she she had some juice (laughs) had some juice i mean she probably drank a fuck ton of juice um but that she had spilt it and that's what she said had some juice (laughs) and i spilt it Stares down his name tag. Like it's really close to it, really reading it. His name is Kyle. And she said, but I spilt it, stares at his name tag, and calls him Key Lime. <laughs> <laughs> and, and mercifully, um, yeah, I, I, that's all the Lord wanted me to witness. Because mercifully, the, the elevator door shortly after that <laughs> opened up. I was able to get off and fucking, I think I immediately recounted this tale to as many people as I could. And I'm so thankful I did it partially. So one day, decades later, someone would remind me on a podcast so I could, I could recount it for, <laughs> for everybody. Lime is pretty great. Key lime. Key lime. It's, uh, Maybe we should we should dig up that that comic that Amanda made of it. And oh my god, down. we could. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty great. That was uh, I, I can only imagine some of the stories uh, that you've had to deal with working in in the ER, and we've heard a lot of them. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I I remember that poor old woman uh, talking to Keyline that day. Yeah, she apparently was uh she she got loose from a, a floor. <laughs> she did um, that they they don't like people to get loose from. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, I forgot who sent anything about. Oh, the uh, stalker guy. Uh, so hopefully you know. Not a stalker. He's not a stalker. He's very clear about. Oh, it. I'm sorry. You're not a st- obviously not a stalker. If he was a stalker, he would have known all this. Yeah. So now you know Billy's an alcoholic nurse that gets pissed on by old women. So it's you know. It's I, I, hey, I did not get the first bit of it on me. I stayed dry. <laughs> all right. I feel it's important to add that. Okay. Uh, anyway, our next question comes in from Brian P., and he wants to know about violence-provoking games or violence-inducing games. Uh, after the 007 GoldenEye episode, I was reminded of the drunken GoldenEye marathons my friends and I would play in college, some of which resulted in physical violence due to spawn camping. All oh, those bastards. 
On the topic of real-life violence resulting from gaming, do you all have memories of games that resulted in physical fights between players or maybe angry siblings with a temper who claimed the game was who claimed they were cheating and violently breaking the controllers in the process? I'm willing to bet I, I know um, who wrote this question. Uh, Brian hmm? P. Could be awful familiar yeah, great... to Jeremy P., uh, who is hmm. talking right now. So uh, this is most likely my brother, and yes, we had many, many fights. Uh, oh, many, no. many fights over video games. Um, <laughs> many. Many. And, and a lot of them really weren't fair fights because it wasn't like there was something he did wrong. Uh, I don't like losing. As a kid, I hated it even more. So when your younger brother beat you at a game, clearly the game is broken or he was cheating. And then uh, and then we would we get in a lot of physical fights. A lot of physical, <laughs> a lot of physical fights. Mm -hmm. uh, to My the God. point that I, at one point I did break a television uh, because... <laughs> Uh, during one of these fights, I knocked over a cup of water that was on top of this old, like, tube TV, you know, like a CRT, and it just started yeah. smoking, and I, blur I blew out the TV with a bunch of water, uh, because <laughs> I was mad that he cheated at a game that I'm sure was, I mean, this had to be Super Nint Nintendo or Super Nintendo, so it was like, he, he was cheating at, like, F-Zero. It doesn't matter what it was, I just got so mad, uh, every game. Uh, yeah, I did have quite a Let rage me, uh, issue. Can we, can we maybe... Get a little closure. Are you ready to admit that maybe he was not cheating in these games? So, I mean, realistically, he wasn't smart enough uh, to have hacked into the cartridge and done anything oh, to make the boy. game network right. So, so, so in all likelihood, uh, he did not cheat, and I perhaps uh, may have overreacted. All right. Well, that's nice to hear, brothers, <laughs> getting together during the holiday season. I do like that you were able to... Still fit an insult in that he was not able to cheat due to a lack of intelligence. Well, he threw one in the question. I had to just re retaliate. A yes, bit. that's what that's what brothers do. That's what brothers do. We're fine now because we're old and live states away from each other. Mm -hmm. But no, uh, as for me, I, I it never escalated beyond words. I will say. Um, but yeah, I, I never played. You know, I, I, I guess with siblings, probably that's. Uh, Seems like, you know, fists might fly a little quicker. But no, I, I played mostly with my cousin and, you know, the same handful of friends. And we were all, yeah, there was a lot of shit talk. And there were, you know, there was the usual kids, you know, I'm not fucking talking to you, you know, ever. But, you know, it turns into about like fucking 10 minutes. Um, that whole thing. The tensions ran high a lot. But there were never, uh, never any throwdowns. You did make a girl cry playing NBA Jam, though. I oh my god, I did. <laughs> now you feel bad I about did. whatever. You know, you're just like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I I pride myself on uh, not being defeated. In I, I I am against human opponents to this day undefeated in NBA Jam. Um, you know, not bragging about it or anything like that. Uh, it's really fucking impressive um <laughs> but no we were at the arcade and you know uh, nba jam at the arcade you paid by the you, you paid by the quarter of the game quarter is in you know in basketball terminology it's four quarters um and it was hot and heavy i have to admit uh she was fucking good and but you know we got down to it and <laughs> I think it was the lat the third quarter had just ended, and I had the barest of leads. Like, I, it may have been a point. Um, and you know what? You're coming to play NBA Jam. You need to pack enough coins for a whole fucking game. 
um, because she she ran out of coins. She was digging through her fucking pockets. Yes, um, I I really don't know why. I, I don't know. I probably would have cried too if I would have lost. But uh, <laughs> I, the waterworks began to cut on, and I you know what? I had enough change. I could have given her some. You know, you, man, fuck you, buddy. You're gonna come play NBA Jam. Bring more than enough money for for three quarters of play. I I didn't I you know I didn't really ever have too many issues with violence growing up as far as like playing with other people just because I didn't have any other friends. Uh, I did at one point make a, a grown man call me a little pile of shit at the putt putt arcade place for beating the shit out of him with Raiden or Raiden in Mortal Kombat Two. Um, it was mostly my dad. He was the one that was violent with with games and, and not towards me, uh, obviously, but uh, with the the TV and the things he was using to play the games. I I've mentioned before how we were playing Street Fighter Two for the first time, and I thought I was doing a good job by beating him with Dalsim. You know, he would be like, "You're doing a really good job. You're really good at this video game." I uh, instead he he screamed out that long legged piece of shit, and then threw the <laughs> controller at the wall and, and broke my controller and stormed out of my room. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I don't think I could play games with my dad anymore. Um, but you know, you learn an important, uh, important lessons playing with people and violent starts. You just kind of learn that, uh, maybe you shouldn't beat them as much and you won't get, get your shit broken as much. So, well, let me, you know what? I probably fucking some of those street fighter nights we had, I may, I probably would have slugged you a good one if you I, were, if you were within range. I, you know, I, I was, I, I thought I was doing a really good job. I was like, you know, this is back when <laughs> Street Fighter 2 was brand new. Yeah. And it was like, this guy has really long legs. And so instead of being close, I can just, you know, kick them from across mm. the fucking, ma- you know, stage. No, my was, arm. Oh, oh, <laughs> you and that goddamn, you and that Vega. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was a whole oh. different reason. I wanted people to punch me back then. But for this, you, you know, I. You would have gotten one. <laughs> it was, it was very and because your father hurt you, yeah, you in know, Street just, Fighter Two, and then you <laughs> wanted to take this hurt out on everybody else. I just want everyone else to be as mad as he was back then when I kicked the shit out of him from across the stage with Dawson. So <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. That was the first. I just remember being totally shocked by that. I was like, wow. Yeah. He got really mad at me beating him in a video game. That's the first time I realized something like that could. Happen. So I don't know. It was. I think that's really about the most violent anyone has ever played a video game with me, or gotten violent playing a video game with me. I generally try to play a, be a good second player. You know, I don't, I don't try to show off. I don't try to beat the other person. I like, I like to have the other person have a good time while playing. Mm-hmm. If that means I need to back off, so be it. As long as they're having a good time, unless I'm playing Vega in street fighter four, uh, which was Jeez. it? Yeah. Street fighter four against four. Billy holiday. On a Friday oh. night. Oh. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Now, both of you, I need you to understand that we are uh, a hub, I guess, of very well-written, very smart questions that have been sent into the podcast, I guess. I, I think you would mostly agree with that. Would you guys agree? We, we, yeah. we got some pretty smart listeners and, and they we've, we've got questions. some, some, we've got some well-spoken listeners. Yes. And, and that translates to, you know, some well-written questions. Yeah. And I continuing this trend, 
Oh, is uh, this one is from Jeremy's car, and uh, <laughs> what's on his mind is honk, 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 honk. All right, uh, I don't know which Jeremy's car it is. Uh, I don't honk. You know, do you honk? I, I don't normally honk. However, I have set off the alarm in my car many times in my pocket, <laughs> so it could be one of my neighbors uh, proving a point. So if that is the case, I apologize. And uh, whichever neighbor it is listening, thank you for listening. My God, I can't believe I just read that. <laughs> hey, man, you, you read it. Hey, at least that gets another que- that gets another question down. Look at that. Really quick. I know, that's what we're trying to do is get through these fucking things. Uh, anyway, we're going to go back to an actual question. And this one comes in from Plain Mech. And he writes in, the end may come, question mark. Uh-oh. Hey guys, we all love the podcast, and there are so many of us that chant that chomp at the bit for new episodes. With that being the case, nothing lasts forever. When the time comes for the podcast to end, would you guys just end the podcast without saying goodbye, or would you plan out plan to make, or would you plan out to make it known that there are X amount of episodes left? Hopefully, the day never comes where this is something we see. But I'm curious if it did, how you guys would choose to handle it. Thanks, guys. And yes, you sounded great on episode 150. Perfect. That's oh. see, that's what I've been waiting to hear. That's oh. that's the good thing. It's good to know. But you know, you know, I, I, the good thing about this podcast, uh, it's not like we're professional athletes, you know, and we're going to break down at some point. Uh, I mean, we've we're already broken down. We, we've already broke. <laughs> we started this thing broken down. Um, but thankfully, it, it it would take a lot for us. To to deteriorate beyond the means of still being able to play video games and then talk about them. So yeah, I, I mean, and, and we, we get along well enough, you know, we, we keep, you know, the, the heat we all have between one another. I think we've all kind of squashed down enough and bottled up and pent up to where, you know, it just, we, we, we curse each other, you know, just to ourselves. We never let it out of one another, the hatred that we might have for each other. But, I don't know. I, I I think we could do this for a long time. Obviously, the uh, the subject matter is is a plenty. Uh, we've done, goddamn, over 150 shows and have barely scratched the surface of what's out there. Uh, needless to say, we might be really digging deep one day if if we're if we're around for a long time. But I would like to think that we would uh, we, we we would know when things were going to wrap up and. Probably state it accordingly. Probably go out in some in in, in some grand fashion. Uh, I'd like to like to imagine last episode is maybe uh, maybe ends with Jeremy Gregory admitting, um, you know, that mansions of, of mansion of hidden souls was pretty fucking awesome, and that would be the last sound clip, you know, before it before it fades <laughs> off. Um, but I plan on us being around for a while. Um, you know, and I'm the flakiest of all of us. So if I say that, then then it's got to be it's got to be set in stone. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, if, if we were going to stop, we would uh, we would announce it ahead of time. We definitely would have a last episode. We wouldn't just be like, "Hey, all of a sudden we're not posting anymore." I mean, unless unless it ends because we're all on the same plane that goes down. Then in that case, I guess we have no control over it. Uh, but generally, yeah, I think I, it uh, takes a lot for me. It takes a lot for me to fly. So at least I'll still be around. Yeah, I think I think it'll be announced. Uh, I, I think about it, especially with the the since we have a Patreon now, you know, if we did decide to stop, how do we do that? Uh, and so I've overly thought about it. So if we did decide we were going to stop, we would give several months notice. <laughs> 
so that I could tell everyone to stop paying us money and, and unsubscribe from our Patreon because I'd feel bad if we ripped somebody off. So, uh, yes, there would be notif- notification, but like Billy said, I can't imagine getting to the point where, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe five years down the road, I'm like, I'm tired of talking about video games. But generally, this is not something that takes a lot of time that I don't mm-hmm. want to do. I like playing these games. I like talking about these games. Honestly, the only thing I hate is editing. Everything else is actually pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon, but if it did, we would announce it. I'm shocked it's went on this long, honestly. I, I think when, we, <laughs> when we first started it, you know, I, I think we were just going to do like a few episodes and be like, well, that was fun. Uh, but somehow it's kind of worked our way into our lives. It's our, you know, kind of a weekly routine that we, you know, for better or worse, have to schedule in. And it's just, you know, it's it's the thing that we do. So little known fact, I've gone through this podcast with both a broken leg and a blown out hip of, you know, basically recording in my bed. So if we can manage that, I think we can continue doing this. This isn't something that takes a lot of hard work to do, I guess, or show up to do. And I'm always amazed by these other podcasts that are just like, they go four or five weeks because someone stumped their toe or something. Like, just put a microphone in front of your face. It's not that damn hard. Mm. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so I, I think we'll be doing this for a while. If you guys enjoy it, I think you're going to have a lot of future content to listen to. So don't worry about it right now. So many fishing our, games to cover. Yeah. So many. <laughs> we still got to get the rest of that Turbo Graphics library covered before this goes hey, down. I'll start next episode. If you guys mean <laughs> we're, we're going you know down what? that path. This is, uh, this is the official notice. We're wrapping <laughs> things up here. It's Thanks, been good. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Retromaniacs. This is it. Uh, anyway, our final question tonight comes from Burger Champ. And he's writing in about remasters of the universe. Remakes and remasters seem to be all the rage these days. Most of the games getting updates or definitive versions are slightly better versions of the games that are popular and still stand up on their own. Query or question. What game or franchise that almost achieved greatness would you like to see remastered to reach its full potential on modern hardware? Maybe a game where problematic controls or outdated and questionable cultural depictions hold it back, or a game with great ideas infected with straight-up jank. I look forward to the inevitable HD remastered Legacy legacy Definitive Ultimate Game of the Year Enhanced Director's Cut Anniversary Special Collector's Edition Redux of Retrovaniacs hitting the feed in 2027. Mercs 2. Yes! Mercs 2. That's it. Um, if, If any game was teetering on the edge of, of perfection, but was only harbored by shitty control and constant glitches and, and just being a pile of shit. It was that game. Um, but goddamn, if I didn't love it. Um, no, I'm serious. Mercs too. Uh, if they put a little polish on that thing, uh, the concept was fun. Uh, it was just, it, I, I dare say it was one of the the more fun two-player experiences you could have even with all the problems uh it was just very destructible environments over the top missions um just constant explosions um it, maybe maybe the uh, the remaster would not have the quick time event finale um but no that one would need that one that one could get far yeah my 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 dear alan wake game uh, that I love so much. Got that 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 remaster. Um, not that there was anything wrong with that. People are just too fucking dumb to realize it's one of the best games ever. Um, but no, I, other than that, oh god, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Usually, 
a lot of games I play that I, I think are, are, are bad. There aren't a lot of games I think, ooh, if just one thing was fixed, it would be great. Uh, it, it, you know, it's usually I'm over, I'm easy to overlook one or two little things. So I wouldn't really think from that standpoint. Uh, Mercs 2, definitely. Uh, you know what, Jeremy? Maybe, maybe that old Alone in the Dark. Oh. Uh, maybe that Alone in the Dark, because, you know, it had an interesting, it did some interesting things. Um, I, the only problem it with it was it was unplayable. Uh, that was the yeah, only that issue. Was, that was the biggest problem was that it was unplayable. But yeah, I, you know, I like the episodic nature of it. Yeah, you know, I, it, it did, did a lot of neat before things. Alan Wake did it. Uh, yeah, it, and it it yeah it did it before Alan Wake did it. Um, I, but man, I, Mercs Two actually is my joke answer and my real answer. Uh, I was trying to think of games that haven't been remade because the first thought of games I like that did get remade and you're like well that's not what the question was uh on the original xbox there was a game called phantom dust that was kind of mm. a it's a 3d action game but then the combat's done with like a, a collectible card game mechanic where you made your okay. decks of abilities and you can only use certain ones whatever randomly came up to do your fighting i thought mm -hmm. it was super cool it was designed to be multiplayer but it didn't sell very well um mm. and they've kept they've continued saying oh we're gonna we're gonna reboot this thing i think they re-released the original version on xbox one at some point but uh but they've never done a real sequel and i think doing that again same idea but um you know again it's it's a 3d action game where you're going through like this this post-apocalyptic world and all your abilities are randomly generated but you make decks of these abilities so that you have some control over what you have i don't know i thought it was super mm -hmm. cool i'd love to see that happen again um and i never got a chance to play against other people and i think it would be a lot of fun especially now that every system has you know a real online network not like back on the original xbox yes they had xbox live but i didn't know anybody that had an xbox <laughs> mm -hmm. other than me so it, it, i would love to see a new version of phantom dust it's hard to come up with another answer that was that that's an older game like i would love to see a fixed version or a better version of uh the last guardian uh, it was for the PlayStation 4. Like, I thought that game ruled, but it was really, really, really wonky. It had a, relic, a lot of really cool ideas, but there were parts where mm. I couldn't figure out what to do. I couldn't get the guy to do what I wanted to do, like your big monster you're controlling. Uh, and then I would be like, oh, let me look up what the answer is. And it was exactly what I've been doing. I just had to try like 50 times, and eventually he does the thing you want him to do. A, a little irritating, but a neat game. Uh, but, but that's still new enough, and it still plays well enough. I don't know if it needs a remaster or just some controller tweaking. But Phantom Dust for the Xbox, that's my answer. I, you know, speaking to the whole thing of could it be remade today? You know, we kind of mentioned it during the podcast, but could obviously it's already been remade once, but could Conquer be remade these days? Could it be? Would it be possible? I think so. I think it could be. Um, but I don't know. Other than the first half of the game, which you could kind of redo and then do some other, would you want to remake the second half? A lot of those, those, Parody parts were long now and even more outdated now. So you wouldn't want to remake it like that. You know, would they make a sequel that takes some of the ideas of this and do it again? Sure, I guess they could. But um, I, I think some of the stuff has to be toned down. I think some of the stuff would not fly today. That's what I'm talking about. Like with the whole like vulgarity of it, the, the sex jokes, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff. Would that even be possible to be made today? I, I think the sex jokes are more of an issue than anything else. I mean, they, there aren't a lot of them, but what is in there, I think, is would not fly today. I think you can get away with the profanity. I think you can get away with poop jokes because poop jokes are timeless. But I think yeah. the, the sex jokes are just gross enough that I was like, even now, I'm like, I'm glad no one's watched me play this. Like, I'd feel bad <laughs> if someone came in during that flower thing. And like, sorry, sorry, everyone. Do I have to move out? 
I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of the jokes in that game were were akin to uh, if somebody walked in on you during the uh, the car wash in Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was that level. It was that level of shame. Uh, and- <laughs> yeah, the, I, there was the uh, the cog section in in Conquer as well, uh, where they're, he's putting the cog on. Oh on yeah, the, yep. uh, yeah. There's uh, just little things like that where I'm just like ah, you know, I don't know would fly fly today you know just how things are uh but it, it, you know i i can't really think of anything else that that hasn't already been remade Mercs that I want. well you know obviously that who wouldn't want you know what i want fucking re- i want mag yeah that i was gonna actually mention that but i i think we've actually just got that remade with battlefield 2042 and it's uh just no. as yeah but i, but I it wanted it was yeah but i wanted it to be good this time yeah true and that's the thing we don't <laughs> you don't get the guitar riff when you get a kill streak no uh, i mean you do get everybody jumping all over the place because of lag and things just you know not working uh but the real <laughs> charm of that game was just <laughs> just how much Stupid fun it was for, yeah. for how big it was. I, I don't know. There was something about Mag, but this makes uh, you know at least 138 episodes where we've mentioned Mag. So maybe Sony <laughs> will take note if there's anyone out there from Sony listening to this podcast. <laughs> maybe just uh, make a new Mag game for me and Billy. I think we'd really appreciate. It. But yeah. you know what? I think that's going to do it for the rest of this podcast. I think we've done it. Um, we've done it. We've we have done, done it. it. We've made it through. Uh, it, again, if you guys would like to write into this podcast and, uh, you know, at least match or exceed all of these high co- quality questions that we, re- we receive on a weekly basis, go to retrovenia.net, scroll all the way down. There's a contact form that will change your life. Mm-hmm. Put some text in there. Uh, you know, maybe do a little bit better than honk for like 37 times over and over. But still, if you press the send button, it will get to us, and we will likely read it on here. But again, we, we've got a whole backlog thing here, so we're getting to what we can. But anyway, thanks for everyone that wrote in. We love you all, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll keep doing this for a while. Or at least be doing it again for the rest of the year, because we've got our Christmas episodes coming up. Not all episodes next month will be holiday-themed, but the latter half will be. Uh, and again, while you're down there at the Retrovania.net question form, scroll up a little bit. Check out our Patreon. If you like this show and you want more episodes of it, it's there mm-hmm. for the listening. All right, if you download it, you know, if you join today, you get 50-plus episodes you can listen to right now. They're all just the game itself. They don't have questions at the end. They don't have what we've been playing. It's just us talking about a game for 30 to 45 minutes three times a month and uh, you know that's also where we do things like the Gone Fishing episode we did a movie review for Halloween and we plan on doing a similar sort of episode for our Christmas coming up but we will see you next time with not a holiday so there I am king King of all the land. And who'd have thought that? <laughs> Not me. I guess you know who these guys are now. Cause I certainly do. I don't want to know them. And yep, I may be king. I have all the money in the world. And all the land. And all that stuff. But you know, I don't really think I want it. I just want to go home with Barry. 
and, I don't know, have a bottle of beer. Hmm. It's not gonna happen. It's true what they say. The grass is always greener. And you don't really know what it is you have until it's gone. Gone. Gone.